Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the essential astrology lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth. Hey guys, I've got a little something different for you this week. Last night, I had my workshop online, and we had a bunch of people show up, and we had such a good time. We went two hours. I have edited down, and the first hour of the workshop I've made available here for you this week on the podcast. So stay tuned, sit back, grab a journal, grab a pen, grab a cup of tea, and really take a few, take an hour to really sit with all of the magic that's coming in in 2020. So I hope you enjoy this. The workshop, it was called Dictate Your Fate, a workshop to plan for 2020 and beyond. All right. Welcome to Dictate Your Fate. This is my first time doing this workshop, um, of course, because we're entering 2020. Um, And this is a workshop really to give you an overview of what's going on in 2020 and give you a little bit of an opportunity to review what uh, went on in 2019, though we are going to spend most of our time focusing on the future. So I'm really excited because this is a particularly um, potent year that we've got coming. Um, one other thing I want to mention for those of you that are alive, if you, if something I say does not make sense, feel free to pop a question in the chat because I know everybody is muted and I want to make sure that you stay with me. Um, so here's what's going on in the universe. Um, and by the way, I should mention, some of you may not know me. I'm Veronica Pretty. I am assuming if you're here that you're familiar with my work, but I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher and a coach. And, um, I really love sharing what goes on in the skies from a perspective of using it as a tool for self-growth. So if you are um, here, then you probably have listened to the Essential Astrocast, which is my weekly podcast and show on Instagram Live. And I really try to use the planets as a tool to help us um, develop an even deeper relationship with ourselves, uh, as well as really being able to harness the collective energy so that we can support one another as we grow. And that's really like my, my goal with the work that I do. Um, so hopefully you guys find it helpful and hopefully this workshop is really uh, informative and inspiring for you to really just take control and make the best of all of this incredible energy that we have coming in 2020. Um, Okay, so the year begins, 2020 begins with the conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. So many of you have heard me talk about Saturn and Pluto for months already. We've been talking about it all year. It is the big, big, big event that we have all been waiting for. And so much of the year, I kept thinking to myself, we're waiting for this big date in the sky between Saturn and Pluto. And that's going to be the big, the big burst, the big epiphany, the big aha moment. But then I started to realize something as we got later in this year of 2019, that that's actually the beginning of something. It's the beginning of the end of the era that we're currently in. 
And we'll, I'll explain all of that as we move through. But this really, this year really is this, this moment in time where we have, um, we're ending one era and we're beginning another. And I always say this in astrology, like a lot of the times we want things to have a clear ending and a clear beginning, right? So when it comes to our relationships or our jobs or, um, you know, even working with, you know, um, people that are passing out of their bodies and moving on to the next realm, we always want things to kind of be clear cut and they're not really. And anyone who has ever gone through um, walking, you know, a parent or someone in your life through that last stage of life, it's not that simple. There's stages before they get to that moment where they really pass on. So anytime we're ending something, there's stages in that ending. You know, anytime you've left a job, I'm sure you've experienced this. It's like, you said your end date would be November 1st, but then it got pushed to November 15th. And next thing you know, you're training someone until November 30th. It never really ends as clear cut as we want it to. Um, and our mind really wants things to fit into the box. And astrology, like energy, like our lives, doesn't fit into a box. It often has some really messy edges. So this year is going to be a lot of messy edges. We're going to have, you know, really exciting new stuff coming in. And it's going to be blending with some really... Um, murky old stuff. And there's going to be some times where you feel like you're not sure if you're um, in the old stuff or in the new stuff, or are you, um, do you want to play it safe and stay where you are? Or do you want to take the leap and move forward to the next thing? And I, I really think that this year is going to be, that is the defining choice that we're all going to have to make. And the truth is, with so much potent transformative astrology happening this year, you don't have a choice. I mean, it feels like a choice in the moment of, should I stay safe and say, stay in the place that I know, the relationship I know, the job I know, the, the church I know, the yoga studio I know, the whatever, the thing you know, or should you take the leap and try something new? And the truth is that if you don't choose to try the new thing, the planets are gonna push you to try the new thing. And here's why. The beginning of the year, we have this conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. And Saturn and Pluto coming together. Saturn is the taskmaster. He rules karma and time. Um, he's like the old wise man of the zodiac. Pluto rules transformation. Pluto is what I like to call the Lord Shiva of the zodiac. So he basically... Um, will burn something down to, for the sake of transformation. He's not scared to, um, to completely um, transform, even if it is the most uncomfortable thing. And that's why Scorpio people are so resilient, because they're ruled by Pluto. So they are often, um, even if on the surface they have qualities that don't seem like it, they're really, really willing um, to go through the hard stuff. Uh, and that is Pluto. He makes us, he, he really makes us deal with the hard stuff for the sake of transforming our soul, for the sake of growing, for the sake of taking our life to the next level. So our year starts with Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn. So we explain, I explain what those two planets signify. And then we look at what Capricorn signifies. Capricorn signifies the structures that support us. It's our government. It's our corporations. It's 
the big banks. It's um, all the things that really feel like they keep us safe. You know, Capricorn rules mountains. So when you think about the earth, we're talking about Capricorn, it's an earth sign. It's the foundation that your house is built upon. That's really the best way to describe it. And when Saturn and Pluto come together, it's like having your home just knock down entirely and you have to rebuild on a brand new foundation. And that's really what's happening. We're like in that place of we're destroying the old thing that was so comfortable for us so that we can set to pour a new foundation and build a new house that will actually be um, more comfortable and serve us better and really align with who we are now, not who we were 36 years ago, even if you weren't alive 36 years ago. Because this, um, this aspect, Saturn and Pluto, they come together only once every 36 years. So even if you weren't alive 36 years ago, your parents were alive 36 years ago. So what was going on for them 36 years ago? And that is, um, you know, part of your lineage, part of your story. So now that is shifting. So the foundation of your life is shifting in some way, shape or form because Saturn and Pluto have come together and they're saying, it's time for a change. It's time to uh, build a new house. So that's the big thing that's happening at the beginning of the year. And it's happening in Capricorn, which is really about tradition. It's really about the old and steady. Now, the end of the year, not to fast forward to the end of the movie, but we're going to do that and then we're going to backtrack. So at the end of the year, we're going to have a very different um, but similar conjunction happening. We're going to have Saturn and Jupiter coming together for a big date at the very end of the year. So that's going to be December 21st. It's actually going to be on the winter solstice, which is the day that the sun enters Capricorn. So it's really like a full circle aha moment in the words of my favorite person, Oprah, um, who's one of my favorite Aquariuses. So she's going to have, she's going to have this in her sign. So if you're an Aquarius, you're going to have it in your sign. Um, so Saturn and Jupiter are going to come together in Aquarius on December 21st, and it's going to be at the first degree of Aquarius. So that's pretty, pretty profound. And Aquarius, while it comes after Capricorn, could not be more different because while Capricorn is really interested in maintaining the old guard, Aquarius is interested in innovating. Aquarius is very interested in humanity. In fact, many Aquarians you might know are really, really, um, they're often social activists. They're often so concerned with the rights of the many that they forget about the individual. That's something that sometimes happens with Aquarians. Not all Aquarians, depending on where your moon is and what else is going on. But Aquarians often have a great, great um, love of humanity from the collective sense. Capricorn's really interested in maintaining the steady. Like Capricorn's like, I... I call Capricorn the CEO of the Zodiac. Capricorn's really interested in doing the work the right way, step-by-step, step, ascending the mountain and getting to the tip of the mountain, standing there alone and saying, I did it, you know? And not in a bad way, not in an egotistical way, but in a way of like, they like to work hard and they like to be validated for their hard work. Aquarius is not interested in that. So where Capricorn might rule the hierarchy, Aquarius rules the collective. And I was just telling my mom the other day about how a lot of companies now realize that 
Um, some people are really gifted in whatever their talent is, whatever their skill is, but they're not necessarily good at managing people. So they're finding ways to allow people to progress in the company without having to go up the hierarchy. That's a very Aquarian idea. This idea of you are able to progress in your career without necessarily playing in the hierarchy. We're all equal. We're all part of the community. There's also a saying, um, uh, I believe that the Dalai Lama said this, and don't quote me because I'm not an expert in Buddhism at all, um, but the idea that the next Dalai Lama would actually be the Sangha, the community. And that's a very Aquarian idea, that we're all here to take care of one another. We're part of a collective energy. No one is, um, no one is separate. And so that's really the energy we're moving into at the end of the year. Now you can imagine someone who's really attached to the Capricorn idea of hierarchy and I did the work and I should get, get uh, validated for it, isn't going to be so happy about that switch in perspective. So there are going to be people this year that hold on really, really tightly to the old. So whatever the old is for you. Now mind you, I'm talking about everything from a perspective of collective energies. What's important for you to look at is where Capricorn and Aquarius are in your chart. So if you have Capricorn and Aquarius in the fifth and sixth house, it's going to be impacting your relationship with romance and dating and your children and play. And sixth house would be your physical health and your routines, your day-to-day -day work. So it might seem a little bit different than what I'm talking about, but these are the collective energies and we're all connecting into those collective energies. And then we're also looking at where it's happening independently for each and every one of us. And we'll have an opportunity to do that at the end of the call for a few of us. So that's kind of what's happening in the arc of the year. The beginning of the year is ruled by all of these planets in Capricorn. On January 12th, we're going to have Saturn and Pluto come together. But while they're together, there's going to be five planets in Capricorn. So we have a lot of Capricorn energy right now. At the end of the year, we're going to have Saturn and Jupiter come together in Aquarius, and they're going to make an, uh, um, they're going to be squaring Uranus and Taurus, which is one of the reasons that leads me to believe that it's going to be a drastic change because Uranus is actually um, at home in Aquarius, the sign that it rules, and it always likes to shake things up. So Saturn and Jupiter coming together is a big enough thing on its own. It happens. Um, uh, every 20 years. So that's a 20 year cycle. So we're starting a 30, we're ending a 36 year cycle when Jupiter, when I'm sorry, Saturn and Pluto come together in January and starting a new 36 year cycle. At the end of the year, we'll be ending a 20 year cycle and starting a 20 year cycle. But even bigger than that, and this is where it's like really mind boggling, we're starting an entire era when Saturn and Jupiter will continue to conjunct every 20 years in air signs. So they have not been conjuncting in air signs for like 200 years. And so now they're gonna be conjuncting in air signs for the next 200 years. So that's pretty, pretty powerful. Um, so this is really gonna be a new era in astrology in, in a lot of ways. Um, and so for me, from my perspective of pulling out all the themes and seeing all of the larger stuff going on, we're starting this year in earth. Earth is the thing that's tangible for us. It's the thing that's comfortable and steady. We feel our feet on the ground and then we feel okay, right? We ground into the earth and we're like, okay. Um, 
you know, when you're on an airplane and you're, you're just looking to land and, you know, if you, especially if you're an anxious flyer, you have that feeling of like, okay, we're landing. Oh, we're back on, we're back on the land. We're back on the ground, right? The wheels hit the ground, you feel it. And you're like, I feel better now. So that's earth. We are going to have the opposite feeling at the end of this year. We're going to be taking off. So imagine being in the air, being in the airplane, you're taking off on the runway. It's that moment where the wheels lift and you're like, okay, I'm in the air. It's okay. We're we're okay. Um, And then you have that moment and then you kind of ease into it and then you feel good. And then, you know, a few more minutes and you relax and you forget that you were ever anxious. That's going to kind of feel how the end of the year, that's going to be how the kind of, how the end of the year feels because we're going to be taking off into all of that air. Okay, so let me go back and I'm going to sort of give you a rundown of the year and we're going to go step by step. So in January, we have all of the Capricorn. We've talked about it a ton. I'll be talking about it a ton in the next few weeks on the Essential Astropath. So you'll tune in and you'll hear that. We just had the new moon solar eclipse in Capricorn and we're going to have the um, full moon lunar eclipse and that's going to be in um, Capricorn's opposing sign. Uh, cancer. And that's going to be, when is that coming? I think that's the 14th. Um, No, sorry, it's the 10th. It's the 10th. And then two days later, Saturn and Pluto get together on the 12th. So this is going to be a pretty big January with all of that Capricorn energy between the conjunction and the eclipse. There are six eclipses in 2020. So one of the reasons I am saying this is a really potent year for transformation is because we have six eclipses. And so if you are newer to astrology or you haven't really noticed eclipses before, eclipses are when, you know, we have a new moon. That means it's a new moon solar eclipse. It means that um, the moon blocks out the light of the sun. We just had that last week, the day after Christmas or depending on where you live in the country, if you're on the West Coast, it was on Christmas day. So when the moon is in front of the sun and it blocks out its light, that means that we're having a new moon solar eclipse. We just had that. Eclipses happen when a new moon or a full moon are close to the nodes. The nodes are what we like to call the nodes of fate. They belong to the moon. The North node is where we're going. It's what I like to call our Dharma. It is um, where we're meant to grow. It might be a little challenging for us. The south node is our karma. It's where we came from. It is the stuff that we've already mastered in past life. It's the stuff that's really comfortable. It's the stuff that, it's the old stuff that might feel safe for you, but it might not be good for you, right? And I don't think that we should ignore the south node. I think we need to appease the south node and keep it, keep it comfortable so that we can focus on that north node. We can't ignore it completely. Um, We can't starve it, but it is important to continue to keep our eye on the North Node. So right now in the sky, we've got Capricorn in the South, South Node in Capricorn with all those planets and all that stuff going on. Now, Jupiter is conjunct the South Node right now. Almost, it's heading there. And these eclipses are happening with Jupiter very close to the South Node, especially the lunar eclipse that's coming up on the 10th of January. This means that anything that you're looking to let go of right now, it's going to be a lot easier for you because Jupiter is there helping you. So I like to call Jupiter the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. Everybody likes Santa Claus to come to their house because he brings gifts. Everybody loves gifts. 
he makes everything bigger, right? He, he, Jupiter is the expander of the zodiac. He touches, whatever he touches gets bigger. Jupiter really helps us and Jupiter's playing a lot into what's going on this year. And that's one of the reasons I think that while this year might have a lot of challenge in terms of all of this activity and all of this energy and all of these six eclipses that are going to be very transformative can be like a lot. It can be a little overwhelming. And with all of that, Jupiter is going to be there helping us. So at the beginning of the year, Jupiter is going to be on the south node saying it's really okay to let this go. So whatever that is for you, and again, it depends on where Capricorn is in your chart. So if Capricorn is in your work house, then it might be your job. If Capricorn is in your relationship house, it might be your relationship. Um, if Capricorn's, you know, in your 12th house, it might be having to do with some beliefs that you hold. So it really depends on where it's playing out for you. But you probably know whether or not you know how to read your chart. You probably know there's something that it's time to let go of, and you may not have been ready to do it yet. And this lunar eclipse with Jupiter on the south node is really going to give you the strength and the ability to do it with ease. It's not going to be so hard this time. So that's what's going on in January. Um, Sarah has a question. What if Capricorn is in North Node or Mid Heaven? What does that mean? Um, I don't know what you mean. So you're, does that, are you asking if your, is your Capricorn, your North Node natally is in Capricorn? Is that what you mean? And your Mid Heaven is there too. Ah, okay. So you're having what we call a node reversal when um, the south node in the sky is where your north node is and the north node in the sky is where your south node is. So that's just a little bit of a opportunity to correct on your path, to adjust. So a lot of the time when we have nodal reversals or nodal returns, which happen every about 18, um, 12 years or so, um, uh, you are going to just get a little nudge from the universe to stay on your path or to get on your path if you veered off. That's really what that means. But it does mean that for you, all of this Capricorn stuff is happening at the top of your chart. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of career stuff happening. Um, so, all right. So we've got, um, that's January, pretty much what's going on in January. Now, Pluto's impact on all of this stuff with Saturn and Jupiter, and Pluto's going to be staying really close to these planets. So Pluto's going to stay in Capricorn for the whole year. Um, Jupiter just moved into Capricorn in December, and he spends a year on each sign. So next December, he's gonna be moving into Aquarius. So we have Pluto remaining in Capricorn the whole year, but he's still gonna be kind of in this dance with Saturn and Jupiter. So that leads me to believe that there's gonna be a lot of global unrest. There's gonna be a lot of transformation on a global stage. And whether we see that in, um, you know, people fighting for, rights in other countries, 
um, people illuminating some of the injustices in this country, um, you know, the global economic landscape, whether that has to do with trade or whatever, um, those things are definitely going to be um, on the boards this year. I think politically it's going to be a very intense year, not only because of the election. I just think that all of these planets coming together are really, really, really aching for um, a fall of the, of the hierarchies that have historically supported us. So if you, you know, and we see this, we started to see this, it's interesting. So the last time Jupiter was in Capricorn was in 2007. And following that we had um, 2008. So while a lot of it was so funny, my mom watches the CNBC all the time. So I was watching it when I was in Florida and they're like, oh, the same stories we talked about last December, we're talking about now. Everybody thought there was gonna be a correction in the market. Ah, don't worry about it. There's not gonna be a correction in the market. Everyone has been touting it for a long time. What was really interesting is the last time Jupiter went into Capricorn, um, it really, Jupiter doesn't like to be restrained. Jupiter likes things to be big. Capricorn likes things to be pulled in and managed and restrained and likes boundaries. It's ruled by Saturn. So it wouldn't be surprising to me that there is some sort of financial correction, whether it's this year or the following year after Jupiter has done its work. Because sometimes what happens with these planets on the collective level is that it does its work and we don't actually see the fallout until it leaves. So that's just something to note. Um, so, um, yes. So you can download the Time Patches app, Passages app and it will tell you. Barbara's question is, how do I know where Capricorn is in my chart? Barbara, I'm gonna answer that at the end when we look at some charts. Um, okay. So when we are, we're talking about Pluto and global structures, we're talking about the financial structures, economic structures. Um, those are very much ruled by Capricorn. We're also talking about, um, you know, the collective structures that have to do with climate change. We saw the time year, the person of the year for Time Magazine is um, um, Greta Thunberg. And that's, so Aquarian, you know, she's Aquarius is the opposite of Leo. Leo rules children. Aquarius rules the collective humanity, the things that impact all of us. Not very surprising that we're um, going into this year that's going to have a lot of this Aquarian energy. And Greta Thunberg is ending this year. She's sort of foreshadowing where we're going in 2020. So it's not surprising that that's coming up. And then human rights, it's another issue that Aquarius is very interested in. So all those things are gonna play out on the world stage and we're gonna see them. And they're probably gonna play out in our election. We're gonna be seeing it that way. So those are things that just to look out for in the news. If you wanna know what's going on in astrology, you can look at the news. And usually you'll see the themes that are coming up um, astrologically with the outer planets. So one of the things I thought about and I was like, what do I tell them in terms of how to use this energy? And one of my favorite books is Essentialism. And it really was, it's so interesting to me because I think that Capricorn and the Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn kicking off this year is really asking for us to let go of all of the extra stuff and hone in and focus our attention and awareness on the thing that we want to grow. And right now the nodes are in Capricorn is South node, Cancer is North node. And Cancer is all about growing something that is yours, nurturing what is yours. So what do you want to grow? Whether it's a relationship, whether it's your business, whether it is, um, a project, a passion, um, whatever it is that you want to grow in your life, 
can you really hone in and focus on that? Because I think this year, one of the things that's going to happen is we're going to be challenged. We're going to be challenged to, um, whatever we're working on is going to be challenged, especially later in the year. And I think that if you're not really committed, it's going to be easy to say this is too hard and to step off and to, you know, exit stage left. So really be clear about what you want to make of this year. And you know, time goes fast this year. It feels like it went super fast. So really be clear about what you want to make happen this year, what you want to manifest in your life and don't overwhelm yourself with too many things. You know, you're not going to find the guy, get a new job and lose 60 pounds. Like you just can't do that. You got to pick one thing that's really important to you. One of my favorite um, practices is from a woman named Rachel Hollis. And she has this concept of 10 years, 10 dreams. And she writes out 10 dreams she has, and you'll, she'll take 10 years to achieve them. Um, and of course, some of them won't even be achieved in 10 years, but it's a way of focusing her, um, it's a way of focusing her energies. So she can write down those 10 dreams, but then she can choose the one that she really, really, really wants to make happen right now. So that might be a helpful tool for you guys. If you want to write down those 10 dreams that you want to manifest in 10 years, and then pick the one that has to happen right now whether it's because it's the one you're most passionate about or it's the one that there's some external pressure on or there's one that will make everything else easier to achieve. That's another great way to choose one to work on. So essentialism, you know, Jupiter on the South Node is gonna help us let, get rid of anything that's not essential. Um, and you really wanna use this January and don't feel like, oh my God, it's January, I have to get off to a great start to the year. Use this January to really be slow and methodical and practical about what you want to work on this year. Capricorn loves pragmatism. So it's not about busting out of the gate fast. It's about creating a plan and putting it into motion. Okay. So the spring equinox will come and that is going to be very interesting. So on the spring equinox, that's in March, March 21st, we're going to have Mars, Pluto, Cap and Jupiter conjunct in Capricorn. So Mars, Pluto, and Jupiter conjunct in Capricorn. We already talked about Jupiter and Pluto a lot. Mars, we haven't talked about yet. So Mars is our ambition, it's our drive, it's our masculine energy, it's the yang, it's what gets us going, it's our sex drive. It's all the things that rev, you know? Think about fast sports cars and, um, all the things that are exciting and get us a little bit tingly. Um, you know, Mars people generally are people that are really good at starting. You know, I'm in Aries of a lot of Mars. I, it's, I have to work on following through. The starting is really easy. You know, I have an idea. I can, I can get on it. So Mars people are really good at that. Um, when we have Mars coming with Jupiter and Pluto and Capricorn, it's going to be an amazing time to get that dream going. So whatever you've been working on, that Mars coming into Capricorn and meeting up with Jupiter and Pluto, it's going to be like a blessed time, the spring equinox, to make something happen. Because when Mars comes into the picture, 
it's about action. It's about being proactive. So a lot of this astrology that we're talking about at the beginning of the year is in earth signs. Um, and Mars is going to be in an earth sign. It's going to be in Capricorn. But these outer planets, they move a little slower. Mars is a personal planet. He's close to Earth. We feel him. So when Mars comes into Capricorn, it's, it's a place where he's exalted and he's going to be ready to get down and get to work and, and make something happen. So spring equinox, circle that time and make sure that you are ready to push forward and execute whatever you've been working on. Um, the next day after the equinox, Saturn is going to go into Aquarius. So that's going to start this other vibe. So the whole first quarter of the year, we're talking, we're in that Capricorn vibe where, you know, Earth is a little bit more feminine, even though Capricorn feels like a masculine sign in some ways, it really is feminine. It's an Earth sign. So it's really interested in receptivity. Um, and then we get Saturn going into Aquarius and Mars meets up with those guys in Capricorn and it gets a little bit more of like a push energy. Now we're ready to push. So with Saturn and Aquarius, um, Saturn is going to spend a few months in Aquarius. So as you know, planets go retrograde, not just Mercury, though I will cover Mercury retrograde because I know you guys are totally wondering about it. So, um, Saturn will go retrograde. It goes retrograde every year. All the outer planets pretty much spend like half the year retrograde. So it's not a big deal, but Saturn will go into Aquarius the day after spring equinox, so about March 22nd, and then it's going to return to Capricorn July 1st. So you're going to have a few months with Saturn newly in Aquarius that you really want to use that innovative energy. Aquarius rules innovation. It rules seeing things in a new perspective. Whenever we're working with the air elements, so the air signs are Gemini, Aquarius, um, and Libra. And whenever we're working with the air element, especially when we're talking about Aquarius, we're looking at things from a new perspective. We're not necessarily looking at it with the same old glasses. We've got new glasses. So it's really going to be nice to have Saturn after being in its home sign of Cap Capricorn for quite some time. It'll be really nice to have that fresh energy of Saturn and Aquarius. You're going to see things with new eyes. And you're, if you haven't gotten rid of the stuff that's stale in your life, you might say, oh, now I see it. I see that thing that Veronica was talking about back at the new year, I see that I have been stuck in this way of doing something for so long, and now it's time to, to try something a little bit different. So we'll have a few months of Saturn and Aquarius, which will feel nice and fresh. And then Jupiter is going to be conjuncting um, Pluto on April 4th, so just a few weeks after the spring equinox. Jupiter is going to conjunct Pluto three times this year. That is very rare. So along with the six eclipses we're experiencing this year, Jupiter conjuncting Pluto three times is one of the major reasons that I think this is a hugely transformative year for all of us. So Jupiter conjuncting Pluto, it's going to happen the first time on April 4th in Capricorn. They're all going to be in Capricorn because Pluto is going to spend the year in Capricorn. Jupiter um, and Pluto, those are 13-year cycles. So every 13 years, Jupiter and Pluto get together. Now, what's interesting is they don't usually get together three times in one year. But because the way the retrograde pattern is for Jupiter, it's going to meet up with, with Pluto three times. And that's very rare. So you have Jupiter, which is that Santa Claus, that expansive energy that expands everything it touches. 
touching Pluto and Capricorn, which has been working on completely rebuilding the foundation of your life for quite some time, they're going to come together. Every time they come together, it's only going to make it more clear. It's going to give you clarity on what needs to transform. So if you don't know right now, if you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about and it doesn't resonate with me at all, you will know on April 4th. And if you don't know on April 4th, you'll know one of the other two times that they're meeting up. So they're going to meet three times. I'll tell you right now. They're going to meet on April 4th. They're going to meet up on June 30th. And they're going to meet up on uh, November 12th. So those are the three times that you're going to have uh, Jupiter and Pluto coming together and illuminating whatever is transforming for you. Then we get to May. In May, we're going to have the nodes move out of Capricorn Cancer. So the reason these eclipses have been happening on the Capricorn Cancer axis is because that's where the nodes are, and the nodes dictate the eclipses. So when a new moon or a full moon comes close to the nodes, we have an eclipse. And just to review one more time, the new moon solar eclipse means that the moon blocks out the light of the sun. The full moon lunar eclipse means that the sun blocks out the light of the moon. So all of that is to say that Eclipses are like these little vortexes of energy that accelerate change. They accelerate growth. Um, if you are feeling stuck or um, unwilling, resisting the change, the eclipse kind of pushes it through. Um, so we're going to have that and we're going to have six of them this year because we had the, the solar eclipse and that lunar eclipse that's paired with it. We just had the solar eclipse on Christmas. The lunar eclipse that's paired with it is coming early January on the 10th. So with that, we're gonna have six eclipses this year. The eclipses usually come in pairs or they come in threes. Um, so it's a lot of eclipse energy this year. And that means there's a lot of potent moments of time to push change forward. Um, Okay, so in May, the nodes are going to move out of that Capricorn Cancer axis that we've been working with, and they're going to move into Sagittarius Gemini. Um, Venus is also going to station retrograde on May 13th, so May is going to be a busy month. Um, it's going to station retrograde in Gemini, so we have a lot of Gemini energy happening in May, um, and then we've already talked about Saturn going into Aquarius. So now we're gonna have Saturn in Aquarius, we're gonna have Venus retrograding in Gemini. Whenever a planet retrogrades, it's like an invitation to study something in your life, wherever that is in your chart. And Gemini is very similar to Aquarius. They're both air signs. They really value intellectual curiosity. They're really interested in um, all things that are innovative and new and learning and, um, air in general is a very different vibe than earth. And we've been working with a lot of earth. So it's going to lighten things up and you're going to be feeling like your mind is moving really, really fast. Once we've got all that Gemini energy flowing in and we've got Saturn and Aquarius, our minds are going to be running on all 12 cylinders, um, because air rules the mind. Um, and then Venus is going to station direct on June 25th. Um, at the same time that Mercury is retrograde in Cancer, there's three eclipses going on around that time, and Jupiter will conjunct Pluto for the second time. So May, June, July are going to be busy. That's basically what I'm letting you know. It's going to be really busy. We're going to have eclipses, we're going to have Mercury going retrograde and then direct in June, um, and then we're going to have Jupiter and Pluto coming together for the second time, and we're going to have a Mercury retrograde in Cancer. 
So Venus going retrograde and then stationing direct in Gemini, a Mercury retrograde in Cancer, and Jupiter meeting up with Pluto. With all the eclipses going on, also Gemini, Sagittarius, I think that our relationships are definitely going to be on the boards this summer. So while the beginning of the year on the collective level is going to be a little bit more business, the summer is probably going to be a little bit more personal relationships. And then again, this depends on your chart. If you've got Gemini ruling that 10th house of your career, then maybe it's going to be different for you. But from the collective perspective, things are going to get very personal in the summer. I wouldn't be surprised on the political level. Obviously, it's going to be get, getting very close to the election, but things get very personal in the summer for sure. Um, and a lot of things are going to be coming up with Venus retrograde and all of that because Venus not only rules relationships, by the way, friends, Venus rules money. So if there's any stuff, funny stuff going on with money, which we know there always is in politics, that stuff's going to come out in May and June. Um, then we're going to have Mars retrograde in Aries September 9th. So now we're moving into the fall. So Mars is going to retrograde in Aries September 9th, and it's going to have a lot of intense squares to all of the Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto in Capricorn. So they're all going to be camped out in Capricorn and squaring this Mars retrograde in this home sign of Aries. So I always describe, or I had a teacher actually describe this to me. So Aries and Capricorn get in a room. And this is what the conversation is. I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, I'm the boss. No, you do it my way. No, you do it my way. And that's, that's kind of what it's going to feel like when Mars goes retrograde in Aries and squares off with all those big Capricorn planets. And that's going to be um, September 9th. He's going to retrograde and he's going to station direct November 13th. So it's a good swath of time. And it's going to be fairly intense, not only because he's retrograde, but because he's facing off with those big planets, Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and Capricorn. And again, Saturn's going to be back in Capricorn at that time. So he's going to be reviewing some of the old stuff that's going on now and that went on just the past few months. And you might be revisiting some stuff. And so that's the time when you might get pushed off your path. You might feel like, all of this fresh energy and perspective once we are heading into May and the nodes change and we've got Saturn and Aquarius and all of that. And then comes September and it starts to get a little colder outside and the leaves start to fall and Mars is retrograde and he's squaring off against Capricorn and it might feel a little bit heavy. So the fall might feel a little bit heavy and Mars retrograde, it can often make us feel frustrated. Like we can't get traction. We can't, we're not moving forward. But Mars retrograde is a blessing because we have to review our work. If Mars only ever moved forward, we would make a lot of mistakes. We would just rev, 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 and never take a moment to pause and check our work. So retrogrades are really an opportunity to pause and check your work. With it squaring Capricorn, it's really going to be checking a lot of the work that you are doing this year and a lot of the work that you're going to be doing the first quarter of 2020. And so one of the things that I, I keep coming back to is um, if you have been doing the work, if you've been showing up, if you've been crossing your T's and dotting your I's and being self-aware and 
and having integrity in your life, right? Then all this Jupiter this year is really, really going to bless you. All of this Jupiter this year is really going to um, bring you the fruits of all your labor. If you've been cutting corners and you haven't been doing the work and you've been asleep at the wheel, you might have some struggles. You might have some challenges. You might have some things show up that are there to just right you and to put you on the right path. And those things might not be so comfortable. Um, after Mars goes direct November, um, it'll be a reminder for us to stay on course if we've gotten off course. It'll challenge you. So if you you know, weren't so committed to your goals for the year, then you might fall off and you might realize it come Mars retrograde. Um, and then the end of the year, we'll end, we'll, we'll end with a very dramatic end to the year. As I mentioned, we'll have two eclipses, November 30th and December 14th. Um, and then Jupiter will conjunct Saturn at one degree Aquarius, which I mentioned earlier, on the winter solstice squaring Taurus. So if that's not enough for you, I don't know what is. That's going to be a big one. So 2020 will end pretty dramatically, but it'll be like a clear, you know, like I said earlier, the end of the year is going to feel like you're on the runway and come winter solstice, it's going to be like the wheels just lifted from the runway and you, and you took flight. And it'll be a little uncomfortable for a moment, but then you'll get to cruising altitude and then you'll feel really good about it. So that's what I think the end of the year is going to feel like, but we definitely have a good bit of work to get there. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that we have Jupiter sextiling Neptune three times this year. And while that's not a major, major thing, um, because squares and oppositions and all of that stuff are usually more transformative. Sextiles and trines are harmonious aspects that in astrology, we usually say you have to tap into them for them to have an effect, but they are beneficial. Um, last year, we had three squares between Jupiter and Neptune, and this year rather, 2019. And that was really an opportunity for us to see the truth in something. So if we were being fooled or the wool was being taken over our eyes or something wasn't as good as it seemed, um, the truth was probably revealed. That was Jupiter square Neptune. And we had three of those this year. And those were sort of something that it's not super dramatic, but it, it helped us realign our beliefs, realign our values. And now we're going to have Jupiter sextiling Neptune three times this year. And that really is like a blessing. It's like, a, it's like an opportunity for growth. It brings in abundance, but it brings it in a really easeful way. It's not something you have to work hard for. It's something that you can sit back, relax, and receive with open arms. And I think having these three sextiles this year is really going to soften a lot of the harder astrology. Um, and it's going to help you come into spiritual alignment because Neptune is in Pisces. He's camped out there for a super long time. When Jupiter and Neptune get together, it's always has something to do with a higher realm of thinking. It always has to do with putting us on our, our spiritual path. It's not just about how you make it through the world. It's not just about your career, your job, your work. It's really about, um, 
aligning yourself with something bigger. And that's going to be something that's sort of like a little guardian angel watching out for us throughout the year. Um, so that's pretty much the year in totality. Um, the big the big points are that we're going to be releasing the old structures. That's all the Capricorn stuff. Um, we're entering a new era of openness and curiosity and innovation and a concern, a concern for the collective over the individual. Um, there will be people in your life who are fighting to stay the same. And there will be a push for us to make a change. Um, and I was thinking about this in yogic terms because I often do that. And there's this, this concept of Brahma Morta and they call it the time of God and it's the, the dawn. So the time when the light and the dark coexist in absolute peace. This year we have um, the old and the new coexisting in absolute disharmony. <laughs> We're having, we have the absolute, there, instead of coexisting in peacefully in their difference, they are coexisting not peacefully. And there is going to inevitably be a struggle of wills between the old and the new. And we're already seeing this play out in our politics and our news in the world. So we may see that playing out in our life too. So just be open to that when you're, you know, relating to the people in your life and your family and change is hard. Nobody likes it. And the older you are, the harder it is to change. So finding a little bit of compassion um, in your heart for the people that are struggling with that will be helpful to you. Um, so I'm going to dive into uh, the meditation and we can do a little bit of journaling. It'll take just a few minutes and then we'll um, come together for, or I'll, I'll unmute you for Q&A and chart reading and all of that. Cool. All right. I got some nods, so I'm going to keep going. All right. So just take a moment and get comfortable. If you've been sitting in the same position, shake your legs out and maybe stretch a little bit, open your chest, take a deep breath in and a full breath out. And then come into a nice comfortable seated position. If you aren't already, allow your spine to be tall. Allow your eyes to close if they haven't already. And we'll start with some three-part breaths. So as you inhale, fill the belly. Keep inhaling, fill the ribs. Inhale, fill the chest. Exhale from the chest. Exhale from the ribs. Exhale from the belly. Inhale, belly. Inhale, ribs. Inhale, chest. Exhale, chest. Exhale, ribs. Exhale, belly. Inhale, belly. Inhale, ribs. Inhale, chest. Exhale, chest. Exhale, ribs. Exhale, belly. Inhale, belly. Inhale, ribs. 
Inhale, chest. Exhale, chest. Exhale, ribs. Exhale, belly. Continue with this three-part breathing at your own pace. And now as you continue to breathe, we'll pair a mantra to our breathing. So as you inhale, you can silently say to yourself, inhale, I receive. And as you exhale, you can silently say to yourself, exhale, I release. Inhale, I receive. Exhale, I release. Inhale. I receive, exhale, I release. Notice if there's a word that comes to you to finish either of those phrases. Maybe you receive joy, love, clarity, abundance, freedom, ease. Maybe you release judgment, struggle, anxiety, fear, doubt. Just notice what word comes to you first and continue to repeat the mantra internally as the breath comes and goes. And we'll take three more rounds of breath here. And then slowly allow the eyes to flutter open. And grab your pen and your notebook. And we'll start with a short reflection on 2019. So you're gonna write down three things that you're proud of. Three things I am proud of from 2019.
Second one, what risks did I take? What risks did you take? These can be risks in your life or work. What risks did you take? Number three, what do I need to stop doing? What do I need to stop doing? The next one is, how do you want to feel in 2020? How do you want to feel in 2020? And I'm putting the questions in the chat for you in case you wanna review them or you miss any. What three things will you do to prior what, what three things will you prioritize doing to honor how you want to feel? And this can be something that you do every day. It can be something that you do weekly. It can be something that you do once. 
And then the last one is a bonus question, which you might not have the answer to right now, but choose a word to anchor your year. Choose a word to anchor your year. This might be how you want to feel. This could be something you want to explore this year. Maybe it's discipline or consistency or commitment or... Thanks so much for tuning in to the Essential Astrocast. I'll be back next week, but in the meantime, if you'd like to join the Essential Astrology membership, you can head over to veronicapretty.com slash membership. You'll find all the details there. For $25 a month, you get to join us for the live full moon workshop each month and also get an exclusive bonus Astrocast each new moon. If you'd like to get a reading with me, you can find details on the website as well. And as always, feel free to reach out to me either on the website or on Instagram. I love to see you guys in my DMs. Just find me at Veronica Pretty. Same name, no spaces. See you next week.